0: Hello, I'm Dina Schottenkirk. Thank Hi. you for coming to talk, Popsy, riding up on your bike, stopping. And your name is? I'm Stephen. Stephen. Very nice of you to come. So we chatted just a second ago, and you told me that you work in theater, right? Yes. And so we started to talk about theater, and then we decided to do it officially, right? Might as well. <laughs> so, so what I started to say was that I don't understand, and I think it's totally amazing, and I don't understand, what happens when people sit in a room together and watch theater that is so different than when you just see it on a video. Yes. So what happens, do you think?
1: Well, um, I think, that I, I mean, these days the definition of theater is being rethought slash this called into the question. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. I think traditional in-person theater, it is that interplay between the audience and the performers or the story that is sort of the the essence of theater. And that is very hard to get online.
0: And so what do you think that, what do you think you say interplay, right? It's inter, inter, yes, inter. What does that mean? Like what happens?
1: There's some kind of connection. There's some kind of, the emotional response that an audience has to what they see, I mean, assuming a traditional drama with characters and plot and you know, stuff like that, mm. um, that I think the audience's response drives, partially drives the actor's performance and there's a feedback loop.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that's probably right. There is a feedback Between loop, right? Them.
1: Yeah, um, it's, Sort of the difference a between co- having a conversation it's a and conversation, reading yeah. an article yeah. um, or something like that. Yeah. Um, and I think we have, you know, we have more senses than the ones that are traditionally listed, so I think we also have other, just other ways that we are feeling a community, uh, you know, the person next to you gasps, the uh, person next to you cries, whatever it is, like those, there are some kind of energy flowing. I think so too. Not just between the audience and the performers, but I thought also between the
0: members of the audience audience members. I think so too. Right. But Um, I've never thought of it like that. Like we have other senses than the ones that are listed. That's a fascinating thought. It's probably true.
1: Oh, it is. I mean, it's definitely true. It's just that, you know, they always give us the abbreviated version of everything. Right. So uh, the assumption we're we're it's too complicated for us to understand, so we'll just list five senses and move on.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> but yes, yeah, c- certainly the sense of what's going on around us is real and well documented,
0: yeah, yeah. I think so too. Sort of those mimetic things, right? Like, like you said, the person gasps next to you right. or cries, right? Those are the two examples you use, right? So then. Right, empathetically, we gasp or we cry most of the time. Well, or, or I mean, or, sometimes
1: yeah, or sometimes we're like, "What? Like, did I, I? Yeah, I'm not. Am I not getting it? Or what's that like? What's that person experiencing that I'm not? Is also, I think, sometimes it doesn't. It's not always a meshing of emotions. There's also dissonance. Different people, because of the way they saw a scene or their personal history or whatever, are going to have different responses to
0: right, right. But then. All right. I think you're right, right? Because like, if you sit in a, if you sit in a theater and the person next to you gasps, right? And you didn't, you weren't taken aback by the scene and you kind of go, Oh shit. Am I not, not catching on here? Right. So it makes you kind of stop, right? It makes you stop, you know, very much so and reevaluate. It's a cognitive process, right? To reevaluate what you're seeing and thinking, All right. Now, what did I miss? Right. And you sort of, right. So it's a, it's a very, I don't know, the picture that I'm getting is kind of a on your toes, right? Sort of jumping from this perspective to that perspective dependent on what the person next to you is also doing.
1: Uh, I mean, maybe it's that. Maybe it's not much of it's that active a process. Or but conscious. I do, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I don't
0: think it's conscious, but I do think it happens.
1: But I do think, though, that I think theaters are, for the most part, a group act. Yeah, I do think it's one of the ways that society can either stitch itself together, make boundaries. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, it's a I mean, it's a tremendous laboratory for exploring human experience and human emotion in a low stakes way. Yeah. Right. I mean, we get to witness. I mean, I saw Hamlet. Uh, a local company produced an online run of Hamlet over the last couple of weeks. Um, So I saw that the other night. And, I mean, most of us don't experience that kind of drama in our lives. Um, Most of us don't have, you know, one family member. Blood on our hands. Yeah, family member, kill another family member. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that that kind of, you know, um, duplicity and, and intrigue. But there is something... Uh, you know, I think from the beginning, theater was used to set societal norms, to use as as warnings of what happens to people who break them. Um, yeah,
0: So sort of biblical know. in that way. Like, I'm um, I'm warning you: mm-hmm. don't kill your brother. It yeah. doesn't go well. I mean, <laughs> right?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah and certainly, the history of ancient theater and ancient religion are closely tied. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. In terms of the yeah but, storytelling okay. with a purpose.
0: So now you've gone into you've gone into a sort of a, a slightly different point, right? Let me give it back to you, and you tell me if I've got it right. You're sort of going into art is metaphor in some ways. So when we look at Hamlet, maybe we don't have family members who kill each other, but we have family members who betray each other. I think sure. everybody's been through that one, sure. right? You know, so that's kind of that's a metaphorical version of what we all go through.
1: I'm not sure if I know what metaphorical means. In
0: yeah, that, in I know. Sense. That's kind of what I was hoping that you were gonna unpack because <laughs> the word is used a lot in art, and we go, oh yeah, it's a metaphor, right? Uh-huh. For what they, right? So, you know, stands for, symbolizes.
1: You mean when you say do that, you mean that's the intention of the author, that's the intention of the director, or that's the effect on the
0: hmm. viewer? Hmm. What was I thinking? I was thinking about the audience, actually. I was thinking, okay. we go see Hamlet, right? right? And even though that hasn't happened to us, we all kind of get it. And we're all able to identify with it. right? Not maybe as only a warning, right? but also as empathetically, oh my God, I know what it feels like to be stabbed in the back like that.
1: Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's, yeah, I mean, catharsis, I guess they say is. That's what Aristotle thought. Yeah, I knew it was some Greek. Yeah, yeah, it was, Um, yeah, yeah. Right, that that was the idea, was that somehow, I don't know if that's a purification or an enlightenment or some of each, but that by by riding along with someone else's emotional travels, that we somehow grow or learn or prepare for our own or you know that we're that we use their journey i guess that's where the metaphor comes in yeah as a proxy for our own so we right. don't have to go through these things but we can maybe do some emotional learning and growing at arm's length
0: oh i see what you're saying i see what you're saying so it's almost like um like trying on clothes or something like that, right? Right. Something like that. Right. Like like I don't have to go through that shit because I – I'm going to maybe use that troublesome word, right? Because I metaphorically went through it with Hamlet. So now I know a little bit what to look out for and I know not to do it myself. And it's sort of in that way kind of like heuristic or – Yeah. I mean maybe less right. trying on
1: clothes and like going to the gym, you know, just that we, you know, that we can exercise – our emotional intelligence. We can exercise our. Empathy. Repertoire. Yeah. Sympathy, empathy, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, our, yeah, our ability to see things from another's point of view, right? Because in a drama, everyone is another. None of, none of the points of view in a most stage productions or movies or books or whatever are though.
0: Oh viewer, yeah. Right. The
1: viewer is, not accounted for in the story for the most part. Right. I mean sometimes you're directly addressed and there's different tricks that playwrights and directors use, but for the most part it's someone else's story we're watching.
0: Yeah. I uh, think that's an important part, like other right. people's other people's viewpoint.
1: Right. And so we often there's a character that we're sort of supposed to identify with, right? the good guy yeah uh the hero whatever the protagonist um and then some i mean some people don't right there's a you know people who are who sort of are always rooting for the (laughs) outsider the villain or the whatever um but yeah i do think it helps us practice for the emotional work of life Hmm. um
0: I think that's probably true, right? Um, so let me ask you a question about that. So, all right, we'll just do Aristotle, right? Um, you know, Aris, that, that notion of catharsis is sometimes called, I think maybe not fairly, but sometimes it's called the, the teapot theory, I think it's called, right? Hmm. So, you know, you put a, a tea kettle on, Right. And then it lets
1: off steam. Right. And then it feels better afterwards. Right. something like that. So. Well, you just imputed emotion to the teapot, but OK. Yeah.
0: But yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, so. So that theory is that, you know, we go to the theater and we our emotions are built up. I know some people have relied on this to explain why we like horror pictures. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm not so sure if I go along with I'm just telling you other people do. Right. Um, so we go there and we have those emotions build up and then, and then we kind of let off steam in that way, you know, watching murder stories the same way, right? Right. So now I don't feel so aggressive afterwards and stressed, right? I watched this guy kill this other guy. So now I feel a lot less stressed. I've heard people argue that. Okay. Right. I mean, people have argued that for why video games don't always lead to violence, right? So it's the cathartic part of it. Right. So, I mean, there's lots of debates on both sides. So... But that seems to be one explanation for what happens in the theater. I'm not so sure it's the same story that you were first starting to give about looking at the world in, to other, in other people's viewpoints and being empathetic to somebody else's point of view.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Those seem like kind of two different things. Um, are they, do you?
1: Uh... they may be different things i don't know um i think they're related yeah tell me I how i th- think they both have to do with like exercising our emotional muscles right so um understanding someone else's point of view sympathizing or empathizing with it um is one kind of emotional intelligence um and I guess le- learning from it, or being able to leverage their travails to our own benefit, is slightly different. But I don't I think. think so too, yeah. But I don't
0: think. I think you're right. I think I don't that's think a they're very dramatically
1: separated. I don't. I don't know that you could do the second without doing the first. Oh. Um, oh. Right, because if you have no. Connection to a story, either because it's bad, it's poorly written, or just poorly performed, or whatever, and it doesn't—none of the characters resonate with you in any um, way—then you're unlikely to get to that next second stage. Um, Or if you're just turned off to it for whatever reason, personal trauma, or just not in a good mood that day, whatever it might be, um, that you wouldn't I don't think you could get to the sort of uh, internalizing some lessons if you never connected in the first
0: Oh that's story, a very interesting point right? of view
1: um, I mean I, there is some theater yeah, and some storytelling that's highly didactic and again you mentioned Bible before and religion yeah. I mean some of that is, you know do we uh, do we connect with Noah or like, Maybe a little bit, like, oh, yeah, that was a bad choice, you know? Like, if someone tells you to do something, you should do it, kind of, which is the point of that story. It's very authoritarian. But, right, those stories tend to be more larger than life, I think harder for uh, a human to really connect with. We're not expecting God to speak to us directly and choose us to for some special mission yeah um yeah so those are more elevated and um so the stories become clearly moralistic tales rather than
0: do or don't do this yeah yeah, Yeah.
1: rather than i was really connecting to the lessons learned because we walked in the character's shoes, or yeah. That felt yeah. See, I liked, uh, connected to the character. It's more just yeah. the threat of I'm in charge. You better do what I say, because here's an example of someone who didn't. Yeah, more a little. Ruling, yeah, right. it's a little more. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it's, it's
0: rule laden in that way. Yeah. Right. Okay, so let me give this back to you. Tell me if, if I've got this right. So, you you all right? So there, there's two different steps. It's almost like step one and step two. Right. Step one is uh, theater and art in general allows me to get out of the trap of my own body and my own narcissism and actually see the world through somebody else's point of view.
1: Right? I think that's a, a thing. I don't a thing, but it's thing. Right. So step yeah. one.
0: Right. So I look at, you know, Hamlet, whatever, and I kind of go, oh, wow, this is how Hamlet feels. Right. And then I get this perspective that's completely different than my own perspective and these experiences that are completely enlarged from my own, Mm -hmm. right? Then I take that other perspective, that other mind that I've garnered now, I bring it back into my own body and kind of go, hmm, I can now also apply this in a very sort of pragmatic way to live my own life in ways that I don't fall and trip and harm myself too terribly. So the lessons that get learned only get learned those kind of I don't know I'm, I'm thinking almost like selfish and not selfish okay. parts of it right so the first step seems like a very not selfish part like oh I let go of myself a little bit and I look at the world from somebody else's point of view and I care about the world from that person's point of view and I care about that person right and then the second step is oh I can actually use this information for myself in a me I mean yeah, I, see, I,
1: I see the first one as the Well, I don't know. I mean, they're both selfish. Actually, I'm not sure that either one is particularly altruistic. Oh, oh, oh! Tell me. You know, I mean, the first one is I'm I'm here for my own entertainment. You know, I'm here for because I want to go on some journey. You know, so that's a fairly selfish. Well, that is true. I mean, you could be here to support a friend or whatever the case may be, um, or to look like you. You know, support the arts. I mean, I think there's a lot of selfish reasons that people Uh do things. and then the, I mean, sure. Could the the growth you experience, the more sensitivity towards others, benefit others? Yes, right. I mean, if yeah. you become a slightly more uh, emotionally thought- intelligent, yeah, yeah thoughtful yeah, yeah. person. Whatever. Then, sure, that would benefit people around you. Right. That seems like step yeah. number
0: three, then almost. Right. The sort of sociological implications of individuals being more empathetic or more. Right. Right. That seems like. But I do it. think. I mean, yeah. like, I'm,
1: I'm thinking more about Hamlet because I think for me watching it the other night, it was really the the question in my mind was, you know, is Hamlet nuts or not? Okay. Right. He is I mean, he's seeing a ghost of his father who's telling him things. Yeah. He's he's more unhinged from reality. Um, But did his uncle kill his father or not? Yeah. And, uh, And it's not either or, because he can be sane and really seeing a ghost who's really telling him information that's really true. Yeah. Or he can also be crazy and his uncle... Could have also killed his father.
0: Oh, I see. I never thought of that second as an option.
1: Right? I mean, You're he, totally he, he right about be that. He completely because he's. I mean, right. he is completely unhinged. Now, is that grief? Is that anger? Is that, or is he just actually crazy? And his uncle killed his father. That it doesn't have to be, you know, one or the other. Because you, you know,
0: I don't know if you know. Uh, contemporary epistemology but there's a question that's like be- bewildered people for a while called the gettier problem and okay if you you'll hopefully give us your email address and contact information <laughs> and i'm going to send you the gettier problem because okay. it's like well is it really knowledge or are you accidentally right is the sure. is the point to gettier knowledge right. right right you can well, claim something hey, i mean something. they used to say
1: a broken clock is still right twice a day yeah right so yeah. uh Everyone's wrong. Trump says things that are true. Right. You know? Right. Was and it... it's a challenge in our so-called civic discourse because people won't, many people won't allow themselves to acknowledge that.
0: Right. 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 Um, right. Even dumb people say smart things. It's a fact of logic. Right? That's why ad hominems are fallacious lines of reasoning. Yeah. Um, all right. So... Let me go back to this because I'm like totally fascinated by what you're saying here. So, all right. So the, the, the picture that I'm trying to reconcile in my head, right? You know, there are people who are aesthetically sophisticated, right? They go to tons and they're very sensitive to, I'm thinking of visual art, right? But sure. it's the same thing true with, with theater, right? but they're just assholes as people, right? They're just assholes, right? So um, they may be completely aware of what Hamlet's going through and completely empathetic to Hamlet and able to see the difference between a good production of Hamlet and a bad production of Hamlet, but they've never integrated that into their own empathetic concern for real-life
1: people. Oh, I'm sure there's lots of people like that. There's
0: lots of people like that, right? There's lots of people. All right, so, so how does that happen? That was the, that was what I wanted to ask you like how does that happen?
1: Well, hopefully I'm not one of them. So hopefully No, I no, 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 no direct, I wasn't accusing so you. I so hopefully I don't have any direct knowledge of how that happens, but I guess or I mean along the lines of, you know, your quote dumb people say smart things. I think people do the right things for the wrong reasons and the wrong things for the right reasons. So, I mean, just cuz someone is a patron of the arts, doesn't mean that they're not there for the you know sort of glory, or for the you know looking like a educated person, or looking like a sensitive person, or looking like a philanthropic yeah, yeah. person. Like rich people collect art, right? They
0: never really look at it. They don't know how to look at. It some times. might, I don't know. Some do, but, but yeah. I mean, there um, are yeah,
1: yeah, or people who are yeah who are patrons of the arts because of the rub off of what that the looks st- like, the status, you know. Um, You know, people who are greedy and then feel guilty and then give money away. Right, right, right. It's all good now. Um, So, yeah. But how does that
0: that happen? like The story that you were telling, which I think is the right story, is that we look at art, we get somebody else's point of view, we're empathetic about it, we're able to then enlarge our own perspective on the world, Mm -hmm. right? Because, but I guess maybe it's a different step then. Right, because you said at the very beginning, you said to do it at arm's length. Remember you right. used that yes. phrase? Yes, yes. You said at arm's... Well, there
1: is there the traditional right. theater, there is a barrier between the audience and the stage, sometimes called the fourth wall.
0: Right, yes. but all art is like that. We're kind of empathetic to that other point of view, but that, you know, I can look at a whatever, Cézanne or something like that, kind of be empathetic to Cézanne's point of view. Mm -hmm. But that's at an arm's length. That's very different probably than being empathetic to a real human being next to me.
1: Yes. And so
0: I guess the translation is not necessarily, you know, automatic. I don't go, oh, empathetic to the art person, empathetic to my own person, I enlarge my person, and now, da-da, empathetic to other human beings around me. Right. Right, it doesn't
1: go like that. No, I don't think it goes like that. I mean, back to the gym metaphor. I mean, someone can go to the gym all the time, can be really strong. That doesn't mean they're going to help an old man with his groceries. Uh, you know, I mean, a, yeah, having the muscles. Or run a race, even. Right, yeah. I mean, right. you know, uh, I mean, I don't know, firefighters are pretty buff for a reason because they need to. Carry people out of buildings and yeah. carry a hundred pounds of equipment upstairs, right? I mean, so that's strength for a very specific purpose, and we appreciate that. Yeah, but right, some people like the way it looks, but right. don't necessarily
0: n- use it. Right. So the, I've, I've heard people call those not real muscles because <laughs> they don't always really work. Uh-huh. Right. I've heard people. I've heard people say that. Yeah, they, they don't always have the lifting strength or the activity strength. You right. know.
1: Yeah. So, yeah so I think some people's emotional muscles are for show like know, gym
0: muscles then. yeah
1: right so I mean some people go people are big patrons of the arts and they're always you know speaking with the creators and hobnobbing and stuff like that but they may be getting something else out of it um, yeah uh, some people maybe and that doesn't mean that their experience isn't real or genuine or valuable Um I mean, if you go to the art gallery because you like wine and cheese, is that, <laughs> that's okay, right? You yeah. don't have to actually be there for the art for it to be legit.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm here for the crackers. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> <laughs> a
1: byproduct.
0: So well, you know. Well, thank you, Steve. <laughs> that was a. Uh, I will never see Hamlet again the same in my life. All right. Right. I really appreciate it very much, you stopping by.
1: All right. Well, yeah, it was nice to have a chance to talk to you. Thank so, you very much. That was great. Good yeah. Ready? This was cool. You know...